an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSN, the sports betting network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside to the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino. This is the Lombardi Line presented by DraftKings. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Palm, the VP of Operations here at the Circa Resort and Casino. And Mike Pritchard, our VEASAN NFL analyst, played nearly a decade in the National Football League, former first-round pick and a national champion to the Colorado Buffaloes in the early 90s. Gentlemen, uh, I usually ask us how we're doing every morning here, but we got some breaking news to start the show off with uh, after last night's results on Thursday Night Football, the Raiders beating the Chargers 63-21. to 21. The Chargers announced this morning that they have fired head coach Brandon Staley and general manager Tom Telesco. Your guys' initial reaction to the news that I felt that we all thought that this was going to come eventually, maybe didn't think that it was going to come this morning. Yeah, I thought that it would come at the end of the year, maybe, because the Spanos family is not going to want to spend a lot of money going out and hiring a big-name coach, you would think. But as that game wore on last night, you would have thought the news would come today. I know Richard Sherman said he should have been fired at halftime. Mm, he said, and then it, and then <laughs> call, call the Uber. Right? <laughs> we, you know, Lane Kevin's been fired on the tarmac. Right. I never had fired at halftime. I mean, we could go on and on and on about a guy who had uh, the best defense in football for one year, mm-hmm. for one year um, with Aaron Donald and, and was anointed and has been in the bottom third all three years here, ranked 31st and 32nd in a lot of categories. And look, we're, we're squandering a career of maybe one of the top 10 or 12 quarterbacks we've had in the, the last couple of, couple of decades. Couldn't agree with you more, mm-hmm. any more than that, uh, Mike. Uh, I mean, I, I think there's accountability, there's accountability, right? <laughs> uh, Staley just underwhelmed, underperformed. He's supposed to be a guru. Uh, but yet what you pointed out with his defenses over the years and then, you know, you think about what they're spending on that side of the ball, too, and you can't get any better. And then ultimately on national TV, on a big stage, your team uh, just basically doesn't show up, not prepared uh, physically or emotionally. Right. Uh, and, and there's no excuse. I mean, you coach against that stuff. You if we're going to lose, if we're not good, OK, 
But the effort has to be there, and, and there was no effort. There was no try. There was no want to. Uh, and so there was nowhere else to go uh, for our Dean uh, and, and, and the Chargers situation but to fire Brandon Staley. I mean, I, this, this guy, th- these gurus, it's fascinating because you think about all the gurus in the league right now, McDaniel, uh, Shane Steichen, uh, LaFleur back in the day with Rodgers, mm-hmm. McVay certainly, Shanahan. They're all offensive-minded coaches. You know what they do? They go out and get a quality defensive coordinator. So if they want to call the plays, if they want to be the mad scientist, I don't have to worry about the defense. But as a guru on that side of the ball, you don't have a clue what your offense is doing, how bad they are, and how uh, they've underperformed. And you, they're wasting Justin Herbert. You're right. Uh, and, and so it, it was just time for him to go. I'm, I'm curious why Telesco uh, got let go as well, though. I yeah. want to know why. I mean, when you look at the roster, and I've talked about this with Michael Lombardi, uh, obviously the, the, the namesake of this show, the yeah. Lombardi line, we do the GM Shuffle podcast every Monday and Thursday, and he said that, hey, like this roster isn't playing up to the names on the roster. Like Derwin James hasn't been playing like a blue chip player for a couple mm-hmm. of years. Joey Bosa has been injured oftentimes. Like a lot of guys who they counted on, Khalil Mack obviously on the back nine of his career, these guys, they're big names, but they're not playing like they have big games. And they've handed out a lot of big extensions to these guys. J.C. Jackson, who's now back in New England, huh. who they signed to a big contract a couple years ago. Like The roster construction, outside of drafting Justin Herbert, which was a great d- decision to make, it's kind of crumbled, at least, around Herbert. And this is kind of the result that you get, in addition to the lack of coaching that we've seen as well. What we have from Dean Spann. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That... that, that uh, um, Elliot has put up about new vision and doing nothing in the name of continuity was a risk they weren't willing to take. Fans have stood by through our ups and downs. But, you know, when I read that, I think about, you know, 13-3 and three for Schottenheimer wasn't good enough for this guy, right? right. Because they didn't mm-hmm. win a playoff game. They didn't win a playoff game. 12-4 and four wasn't good enough. 14-2 yeah, wasn't 14. good enough. Yeah, no, they missed a few. They lose those divisional mm-hmm. games, and that wasn't good enough demanding championships. Well, we've lowered our expectations a long way where we've now, what, for six years, been a 500 football team with one win under Anthony Lynn, one playoff win. And, of course, blowing the 27-point lead didn't help their ethos going forward either last year in Jacksonville. Right, right. No, Telesco is interesting because – uh, you, you wonder, he's been a longtime GM for a while, you know, over a decade. And it's like, OK, was it the hiring of the coaches? You know, is, is it all on him? And that's why, OK, he's accountable for all this mess. Uh, and, but then as an owner, uh, you got to be more involved, Dean. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I mean, uh, b- because you think about the history of this franchise, you know, the, the Bobby Bethers and all these guys and uh, really good uh, GMs over over time. But yet no Super Bowls. Right. Uh, and, and so there, there's there's something a miss with this franchise. It has been, you know, a lot of people point to the Spanos family, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, does this open the door for that blockbuster type of situation moving forward? Because there's a franchise quarterback in place, yeah. right? Justin <laughs> Herbert, he's already in place. They got a ready-made roster too. Uh, so with all the firings and, and perhaps trades that could go on with coaches, uh, I wonder if this setting the stage for something yeah. blockbuster with the Chargers. If Belichick right. is gone in New England. Yeah. And I want to put this choice out there. And let's say Buffalo ends up not making the playoffs. Because mm-hmm. it's possible. I mean, yeah. they still have a tough road ahead. And there's sure. a lot of teams between them and seven. Yeah. And you had your choice of your Bill Belichick. And he was open. It, Kraft did not block him from going to Buffalo. Would you choose to go to the Chargers or to the Bills? You know, Bill... Bill, I don't know if Bill would want to stick it to Kraft. Though. Yeah. I, I think he would want to get out the division. Yeah. Uh, because New England means so much to to Bill. 
That's that's my personal opinion. Uh, the Chargers, like I said, you could get the, the Spanos family to say, you know what, whatever you want, Bill, because that's the type of family he's, they are, right? I mean, that, he, they have to be that right now. And he, I would think, would be a fit here because, one, he is yeah. the quarterback, although I would prefer Allen to Herbert. My, me personally, if I was going somewhere and everything sure. was equal. But he can go in and scheme a defense, and he doesn't have to worry about drafting. They've mm-hmm. got talent on both sides yeah. of the ball. He can scheme a defense and go out and get a dynamic offensive coordinator and hit the ground running with this team. Yeah, a guy right. who has uh, an axe to grind for the whole AFC West, <laughs> and that's Josh McDaniels because he got yeah. let go by the Broncos, he got let go by the Raiders. And so uh, you could reunite with, with a franchise quarterback like that. So it becomes attractive, uh, and maybe brighter times are ahead. But this move, I think, was in the works anyway. It, it yeah. got expedited here because of the embarrassment on, on Thursday yeah. night. But uh, yeah, behind the scenes, you just don't know what discussions have been taking place with representatives and agents. So the surprise hiring or firing uh, wasn't um, Staley. It, it was Telesco because that's a respected GM who's put together some really good teams over but, the years you, out there. Do you think it's possible Telesco said to Spanos, we need to stick with Staley? And, and that's why he said, then we're both going to go. I, I don't know. It's a good question. You know? I, I think it's more, it could be more because of accountability. Uh, and, and, and also, I'm clearing the, the, the stage for, for this blockbuster situation, if I can, if I can orchestrate that. That's what it feels like to me is to where yeah. it's like, hey, like now you can court whoever you want to be that next head coach. Hey, you can maybe pick your personnel guy Man. or maybe you can be the personnel yeah. guy if it's a Bill Belichick, like something like that, I think is where that kind of falls into play here. And could, we to, be, could we be losing Lombardi on the network? I told Michael on the podcast, I told Michael on the podcast, I'm like, God damn it, you better not go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you got to stay here. Yeah. So he says he doesn't want to work anymore. So we're going to hold you to that, <laughs> Michael. And maybe we'll bring him on the show and grill him for that as well. <laughs> to, think, to think they could have had uh, Sean Payton. Yeah. But they held on to Staley for one more year. After blowing a 27-point lead exactly. in the playoffs. Exactly. I mean, Peyton wanted that job. Mm-hmm. I, I think he made that known. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that's the Spanos family for you, though. I want to ask you, because yeah. I have a hard time fully getting behind this quit concept. Mm. And I hate it at mm. the collegiate level. Because yeah. I don't think college amateur athletes quit. Teams quit, right? right? Right. Have you played on teams that you would say quit at a certain point? Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it wasn't late in the season. It was in the middle of the season. Mm. My rookie year, um, and I told this story to Mitch mm. and Pauly before. Uh, my rookie year in Atlanta, and I'm coming off a national championship, right? Um, and we're getting our butts crushed against Washington. Mm. But this is the year that we also ended up ten and six, made the playoffs. Made the playoffs. And, yeah. Right. Right. A wild card, and we lost to Washington in the playoffs. But we lost fifty six to like 14. I, I mean, in the middle of the game, I did something special. I did a big play or whatever. And I come to the sideline and I'm like, man, this game ain't over. We can get back into this thing. We get plenty of time, you know, just like a, a rookie would do, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mike Rozier, who was on the team, uh, Rosie, uh, Heisman Trophy winner from Nebraska. Uh, he told me to shut the F up because we get paid tomorrow. 
quote. <laughs> he was like, will you shut up? We get paid tomorrow. What was he, his fifth, sixth year? Oh, my God. He was point? probably I mean, on a pack of 84. cigarettes and a fifth, sixth year. Yeah, you maybe. hate all Nebraska guys. <laughs> these, stories are all, well, you these stories are all colored by your feelings about Nebraska. The N stand, uh, the, the N on the stands for knowledge, though. No. You know that. Right? Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> but no. And, and you know what? The, I, I was conflicted, though, because... You know, I'm like, you know, forget that. No, we can win this game. Now, then, then another side of my brain was like, well, that's true. We do get paid tomorrow. <laughs> and then you could see everybody else. So you're like, saying we quit in a game, but not quit on the season. Oh, well, in a game. I mean, I, last night, those guys, they had zero interest in playing. They were done before the, the, and I don't the first know if they get I don't know if they get paid Friday or if they got to wait till Monday to get paid. But they get paid, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so... Um, the notion that teams or bad teams or teams going down the toilet quit. No, that is true because you're going to get a check with seven zeros perhaps, right? Uh, you know, and or, or six zeros depending on who you are or whatever, five zeros. But Doesn't your next um, check depend on results? You would think so, right? But if you have a contract... Yeah, if you got and a four-year deal. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but uh, you, you... see, But that's the job of a coach too. Um, to guard against guys letting that paycheck influence whether they play hard or not. But, but again, eventually the coach has to show the guys that, hey, I'm somebody that is worth believing in. And I think that belief yeah. long left the building for those Chargers players as it ter- pertains to Brandon Staley yeah. as the head guy there, as we saw that last night. We'll talk more about this on the other side and get into some other NFL news and notes as well here on the Lombardi Line. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 
This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. College Bowl season is here, and VEASAN has an early Christmas present for you. Not a VEASAN Pro subscriber yet? No problem. We're giving away this year's College Bowl betting guide to everyone. We have spreads, totals, and expert picks from the Golic, Steve Mackinnon, and Brent Musburger for every single bowl game. Put a bow on this bowl season and get a free copy of our VEASAN College Football betting guide absolutely free. Visit VEASAN.com slash bowl guide and get your free copy today. Happy holidays, folks. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by DraftKings. Femi Abebefe, Mike Palm, Mike Pritchard. And joining us now, we didn't anticipate that we would have him on the show. Usually this is his day off. He's already in transit, headed towards the Big Apple here on his day off. But the one and only, our resident GM here at VEASAN, also the host of the GM Shuffle podcast and also hosts this show, the Lombardi Line, the one and only Michael Lombardi joining us right now on the phone. Michael, we appreciate you taking the time out of your day off here. We have to talk about the news of the morning Chargers firing head coach Brandon Staley and general manager Tom Telesco. Your reaction to, uh, we talked about this on the pod on Thursday, saying that, hey, maybe this ends up happening at the end of the season, but maybe after last night, there was nothing that Dino Spanos could do and he had to make the change. Well, I think it was pretty clear. Once, you know, midway through the first quarter of the game, you knew that was going to happen. I mean, the team played with no effort. The team played with no intensity. The team played with no competitiveness. It was over quickly. I think the Raiders knew it. There was a sense of confidence in the Raiders' camp all week that they we're going to be able to do that. We talked about it on the pod. We said that we didn't think that uh, they were interested. And I think what really demonstrated itself watching the game was the players were playing for Herbert. Once he went down, they stopped playing. And, you know, the greatest coach of all time in 2021, when Pro Football Focus had him as the 12th best coach ahead of Mike Tomlin, and a lot of our network thought he was outstanding because he went for it on fourth down, uh, has now gone away. And we'll see how many teams line up to hire him. Michael, I understand the move with Staley, and it was it was overdue. Speak to to us about the motivation behind firing Telesco. It can't be that he's done poor drafting. Is it tied to the fact of his choice of coaches of Anthony Lynn and Staley, or is this a move just to clear the table? Maybe for if someone like Bill Belichick was available, that he could maybe come in and and name his player personnel GM person. And if so, have you talked to Bill Lady and given him a heads up? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, I've connected Bill A.D. and Bill Belichick together. And who got that wonderful graphic on his newsletter, his price to be the GM of the next team has gone way up. So I don't know if Bill Belichick can get Bill A.D. out of that role. But I think to me, this, this move was really a reflection of Telesco's performance. I really do. The, the Chargers have this reputation of being unbelievably talented. And, uh, you know, they're really not. I mean, they have had some good drafts. They've got some really good players on their team. But they got a lot of guys that you have to go to the media guide and look up because you don't know where they came from or how they got there. And they don't play to the level. I, I think Telesco has been able to, to, to adhere to the narrative. This is a talented team. But this is a team that lacks toughness. This is a team that lacks talent besides their great quarterback. You know, Michael, it is interesting um, from a, a perspective, a betting perspective, to see a head coach get let go and a GM at the same time. And uh, the future, you know, if you're looking at the Chargers from a betting standpoint, uh, you're right. I mean, the perception is out there that, gosh, the Chargers always have so much talent. And you think about the long list of GMs, Bethard, Butler, Smith, now Telesco, that the Spanos family has had. Why can't they get it right? Like, I mean, they get it right to a certain level. 
Uh, but yet, it's something that you can't rely on year in and year out when you're trying to bet the charges. Well, I think they, they don't really understand what the real problem is, right? I mean, I think that's the issue. I wrote about it today for Vincent Online. I mean, to me, Dean Spanos, who had to watch that disaster, he lives in Vegas. I mean, he's going to have to walk around with all his buddies. He'll go to Sinatra's over at the Wynn for dinner many nights a week <laughs> and have to listen to his buddies complain about his team. I mean, he's never really been able to understand what the root problem is. And if most people were to ask you what's the problem with the Chargers, they say, well, we need somebody to help Justin Herbert out. No. They need an experienced coach who can build a three-dimensional team, offense, defense, and the kicking game. Because in spite of all the nonsense that Belichick only wins with Brady or that Don Shula only won with, with, with uh, 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 Brian Greasy. Dan Marino. Well, he didn't even win with Dan Marino. He never went to one Super Bowl. But the point here is, is like, you need a team. You need a complete team to win. You need all three phases working together. You need mental and physical toughness. See, I think the biggest issue with the Chargers have been they've been down this analytical road where, you know, because he goes for it on fourth down, he, he becomes a hero to the analytical community. Football's a game of toughness. Football's a game of inspiring the players to play at a high level. Football's a game of connection between the head coach and the team. It's not always the most talented team that wins. The Houston Oilers would have had 20 Super Bowls because they were by far the most talented team, but they don't have any because they could never make that connection. They could never operate in a three-level way. And I think that's the biggest issue with the Chargers. And I think if Dean Spanos thinks he's going to go hire Ben Johnson to fix this problem, we're going to have this conversation four years from now because Johnson may be a great play caller, but he may not be able to build the team in the right way to go beat Andy Reid and go beat Sean Payton. Think about it, guys. If you're Mark Davis and you're and you're and, and you're Dean Spanos, you got two Hall of Fame coaches you got to beat just to get to the playoffs. Think yeah, about that. Yeah. You got to have two Hall of Fame coaches you got to beat just to get to the playoffs. How are you going to do that? Are you going to hire somebody from the Detroit Lions coaching staff with no coaching and head coaching experience to do that? I find that hard to believe. Yeah, and we were talking about it in the last segment that Sean Payton was interested in that job. They could have maybe hired him last season, and they decided to keep Brandon Saley after that playoff collapse. We're speaking with Michael Lombardi, Veasan, host of the Lombardi Line, also host of the GM Shuffle podcast, former NFL general manager. Well, Michael, then I guess if you were to attack and try to go after an established head coach, who would that coach be if you were to kind of advise Dean Spanos here? Is it Bill Belichick out there in New England? Is it maybe going to the college ranks and getting a Hell Jim Harbaugh? Yes, but I- I think certainly you got to look at Jim Harbaugh. You got to look at program builders. You got to look at program builders because the issue isn't Herbert's not playing good. The issue isn't we need new plays. The issue isn't in play design. The issue is in building a cohesive unit, building a great team. I mean, you know, this doesn't necessarily have to limit itself to guys who are just in the NFL. I think you can look at Jim Harbaugh. You can look at some of the guys that have done a great job in college football and bring them in and let them do it. Look, Jimmy Johnson, who's the number one advisor for Dean Spanos. He left college football and went to the Dallas Cowboys. He became a Hall of Fame coach. So you, you don't want to just limit yourself because, well, college coaches don't work out. Well, Urban Meyer and some of those guys don't work out. So I think you have to look at the landscape of the league that's out there you know, and see somebody that fits, that has mental and physical toughness that they can instill in the team. Look, Joey Bosa doesn't play any games for two years. Like, do you wonder why they have so many injuries? Do you why they can't win close games? In 31 of the last 33 games, I think 33 games over the last two years have been decided by seven points or less. They can't win a close game. Why is that? They lack toughness. And I think they got to find somebody who can instill that. And I don't think you can limit yourself just to NFL assistants or who is a former head coach. 
you think, Michael, that Spanos will abandon the defensive-minded head coach uh, choice he made with Staley and, and focus on an offensive-minded head coach? And, and the second part of this question is, would you, if you were advising Dean Spanos, advise him to talk to a person like Chris Peterson? I would. I definitely would. That's exactly what I would do is i talk to somebody that can come in and run a program. We, look, we can, look, they hired Kellen Moore. There was a celebration when they hired Kellen Moore. I don't think Twitter was happier. I mean, you know, it was unbelievable. He was unemployed. For, I mean, how many articles did I have to read he was unemployed for two days? Has Herbert improved over last year or this year? I don't think so. So that tells you it's not about new plays, and I'm not picking on Kellen Moore. What I'm simply saying is the problem's deeper than just get a play caller in there. And I think that's something that, that you would have to look at. A pro experience is important. But if you're a good coach, you're going to get caught up to speed on pro experience if you have the right staff that fills in with you. And I think that's ultimately really important. Look, Anthony Lynn was a better head coach than Staley was. Nobody wants to admit that. It's a better record. The team is tougher. And I think, to me, that's where Dean Spanos has to identify his problem. Plus, he's got the bigger issue. How do I beat Peyton? How do I beat Reed? Yeah. You know, Michael, we got about 45 seconds. So just real quick, I mean, what you know about the league, uh, and this is just the tip of the iceberg with what's going on with the Raiders, Carolina, certainly now uh, the Chargers. Uh, what are the trends out there? What are you hearing in terms of, um, you know, certainly Black Monday is going to be coming rapidly approaching, uh, but in terms of trends and hiring trends, what are you hearing out there? You know, that's the hard one to figure out because I don't know how many great candidates there are. Yeah. I think that's going to be the big issue. And I, and I think the trend is, is maybe we're moving away from it. You know, look, David Shaw's available for Stanford. He could build a program. You know, maybe he's going to get a phone call. I think it's got to be somebody that, that can understand the game and, and kind of allow the team to grow and adopt his personality, not just be, hey, we're going to go for it on fourth down. Yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be a coveted job, this Los Angeles Chargers job, with Justin Herbert, a franchise quarterback, already put into place. He is Michael Lombardi, VEASAN host of the Lombardi line. He will be with us tomorrow morning. We'll talk more about this, of course, as the other news and notes from around the NFL and a, and a triple header for Saturday as well. So that'll be a whole lot of fun. So, Michael, we appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day here, and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow, man. He's gone. All right. No days off. <laughs> He's already gone. <laughs> no He's days gone. off. He's, he just <laughs> got into Grand Central. <laughs> He's gone. He's gone. <laughs> Not one second more. <laughs> he said, I'm out. Uh, but no, very interesting stuff yeah. there from Michael, though, indeed. And yeah, it's like, I agree with what you had to say. It's like they need like a program builder because all the yeah. play caller stuff, it, they tried it, and I don't think it's going to work. You out. heard it here first. Chris Peterson. Yeah, you did. Maybe. Stay on the West Coast. Adam Burke, join us next. This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSN, the sports betting network. The holidays are here, and let Omaha Steaks take the guesswork out of gifting. Shop carefully and curated gift packages that are guaranteed to make spirits bright all winter long. Go to omahasteaks.com, save 50% off site-wide, plus when you use promo code VSN at checkout, get an additional $30 off your order. I mean, we're talking about... Filet mignons, mouth-watering burgers, jumbo franks, whatever your red meat friends would desire. OmahaSteaks.com, 50% off site-wide. Save $30 additionally when you use promo code VEASAN. 
Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by DraftKings. Family of Bebefe, Mike Paul, Mike Pritchard hanging out with us here on a Friday, a football Friday here at the Circle Resort and Casino. And joining us now to get a little contest discussion going here because, mm-hmm. gentlemen, there's only 13 entries left in Circa Survivor, and one of those entries belongs to VEASAN's managing editor, the one and only Adam Burke, who joins us right now on the Lombardi Line. Adam I'm sure right now is a stressful time. We're talking about $9.267 million. How are you feeling right now with the five picks left to go? Oh, is that all? $9.3 million? That's it? Uh, That's it. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, up until Sunday, I'm kind of cool. I'm kind of cool and calm. I mean, once Sunday rolls around, the game gets going, and, and I've kind of mentioned this before, I haven't watched one of our Survivor picks since week nine. So I just kind of check in on the score or get updates from Red Zone or something like that. But yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, the, it, there's a lot of discussions going on throughout the course of the week, not just about the pick that we're making, but also kind of trying to figure out what everybody else's interests are, what they may be taking, stuff like that. So in some respects, I don't know, maybe this is kind of masochistic of me, but it's kind of fun, you know, throughout <laughs> the course of the week to be thinking about this. But then Sunday rolls around and uh, don't put a heart monitor on me on Sundays. <laughs> huh. Adam, how much, speaking of all the time you're think, using thinking during the week, how much of it is thinking how to monetize the position you guys are in and what different options you have in terms of selling shares, uh, hedging, putting money line parlays together of the picks of your opponents in it, discussing deals and talking to the other 12 entries about saves and stuff like that. How much of it is that? How much of it is focused on picking a winner? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is kind of comprised of doing that, of sort of thinking what our strategy is going to be, because we are in, you know, a pretty favorable position. Uh, At the same time, you know, for me, I mean, to me, it's just about surviving and advancing. You know, what everybody else is doing is what everybody else is doing. I'm just doing everything I can throughout the course of the week when I'm not talking with my partner, Mark, from SpookyExpress.com about, you know, the different options that are out there. I'm just trying to see if there's any kind of advantage I can find, whether it's in the numbers or something else. And the thing that kind of benefits us is Mark is more of an art guy. He's kind of more of an old school handicapper type of mindset. And I'm the science guy. I'm into the analytics. I'm looking at all the different stats that are out there. So we balance each other out well, but we kind of do our own thing, sort of, you know, handicapping the card in our own way until Friday when we come together and kind of discuss what our plan is. But Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, over the last two or three weeks, really, it's been kind of updates on, you know, here's where things might stand for a potential chop. Here's some partnership offers. You know, what, how do we want to align ourselves best to you know, make certainly something significant out of this if, if, you know, unfortunately we're unable to win it? Well, you know what, Adam, congratulations so far. I mean, I think there's opportunities to chop it up right now, right? But, <laughs> Speaking uh, of Omaha State. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but it's like the temptation of wanting to do that or the competitive uh, side of people that want to still participate in this contest is outstanding uh, and is riveting, compelling, all these things. So, like, how do you weigh all that? At what point do you seriously start to consider, you know what, let's chop this up and guarantee us, uh, you know, a pretty good payday here? Yeah, so it did seem like early in the week there was a, a pretty good chance of doing something like that. And you know, there was a lot of Internet sleuthing going on, tracking down everybody <laughs> who's still alive, reaching out to the different proxy networks that we know here in town, trying to get contact info, stuff like that. And it seemed like we were well on our way to coming to some sort of agreement. And then there were some parties who weren't interested in that. And you know, look, I mean, everybody's situation is different. You know, obviously, $9.3 million is life-changing to anybody. But the amount of a chop, you know, depending on how many people have interest or stake in that entry, you know, what's 50 or 60K to some people? So 
that was something that kind of became a bit of a hindrance early on in the week. And then when a couple of people weren't in, then other people were like, you know what, I'm not in either. So we'll see who survives this week. I'm sure those discussions will kind of ignite once again next week, depending on who's around and, and who you know those entries have available. But again, for right now, I'm operating under the pretense that we haven't won anything yet. And that all we have to do is keep picking winners until there's either nobody else left in the contest or we can't pick any more games. Yeah, speaking with Adam Burke here, VEASAN Managing Editor, still alive in the Circus Survivor Contest. Started with 9,267 entries, now down to 13. The implied value of each entry, 712846 So big money that's involved here. And Adam, you don't have to share who you guys are thinking about going with this week in particular, but like, have you kind of honed in on some teams here? Do you have like a group of maybe two to three teams that you guys have kind of circled so far? Yeah, I mean, there's there's nothing secretive here. I'm not pulling any punches because there are resources out there to see who everybody has available. And also Circa tweets out, you know, the availability matrix every week. So, you know, we have narrowed it down to a few teams. I will say we have not taken a road team yet with this entry. I doubt that we start now. Um, Atlanta is sort of on the table. But, you know, again, that's kind of been a thing that we've sort of avoided here throughout the course of the season. Look, I think the Bengals are, are definitely an option, which I would not have expected given the injury to Joe Burrow. but Minnesota's very messy on offense and Cincinnati's found, you know, they found their stride on offense with Browning, who's played really well over the last couple of weeks. So that's one that's on the table for us. Uh, we still have the Rams available. Obviously, they have to be a consideration with how well they've played offensively since Kyron Williams came back and also with just how atrocious that commander's defense is. Uh, the Titans, not a team that we would have expected to be in contention, but with CJ Stroud in concussion protocol. That's definitely a team that you have to consider, especially because Davis Mills has really nobody to throw to at the wide receiver position. Uh, and then Green Bay, you know, I mean, obviously a, a difficult loss for them on Monday night, but Tampa Bay is a team that, you know, they've struggled against teams that can throw the football and, and Green Bay is very capable of throwing the football. So we probably have narrowed it down to about four teams here with the Bengals, Titans, Rams, and Packers. And those are available for a lot of people out there as well. So I'm, ha I'm sure they're having the same discussions. Have you, Adam, have you and Mark focused on um, lining up liquidity uh, in terms of making a hedge bet and, and your, your theory, or have you started doing it already, and, and where do you sit with that? Yeah, I certainly don't want to get into specifics yeah. Yeah. Of, of what our plan mm -hmm. is, but you know we have looked at and exhausted kind of every possibility that is available to us here. Uh, again, you know, as, as Femi mentioned, I mean, you're talking about a $1,000 entry that now has 713000 of implied equity based on the number of people that are in it. And depending on the source that you cite, you know, our entry, I saw one place, you know, kind of did a, a simulation. I think it was a Monte Carlo simulation. And, you know, our entry was worth over a million dollars. Another place has our entry worth around, I think it was 650,000, something like that. So maybe it's just in the eye of the beholder or however you go through and kind of simulate, project this thing forward. But yeah, I mean, when you're talking about sitting on something that's worth that much for, and we did have the max of 10 entries, you know, for a $10,000 investment, you have to exhaust every possibility that's available to you. And I think what's really interesting about this contest in particular is, you know, I know that there are some people in, in the field still that are, you know, more on the high stakes gambler side and stuff like that. But a lot of people have never really been in this sort of position. So everybody's just kind of learning on the fly with how to maximize, you know, their outs and their possibilities to really get something significant out of the position that they're in. Yeah, and there's some big money at stake here. Adam, you mentioned that you haven't watched one of your guys' games since week nine. Will you be watching this Sunday or or maybe Saturday if you guys end up going with the Saturday game? And will you maybe look to potentially live bet if your entry gets into a little bit of trouble? 
So I won't be watching. I can promise you that. Um, <laughs> you know, gamblers are a superstitious lot. So, I mean, it's yeah. kind of worked out here so far over the last few weeks. So I don't intend to watch the game, which was challenging last week because I'm a Browns fan and I typically distract myself by watching the Browns. But that's who we were on last week. Mm. So I didn't want to watch the game. Um, yeah, I mean, look, every scenario is in play, right? Whether it's a live bet, whether it's a pregame something, you know, whether it's kind of waiting until Saturday night, seeing who everybody's on. I mean, you know, if we take the Rams, I presume that I think there's seven people that have the Rams left. My guess is six or seven people would have the Rams. So, you know, does that kind of dictate our strategy? If we end up on one of the other teams and there's a bunch of people on the Rams, you know, what do we do in that scenario? So everything is, as I said, in play. It's very fluid. Uh, and again, I mean, even here on Friday, there are still some discussions about partnerships and things like that. So just a lot of moving parts really until kickoff when uh, we all have mild heart attacks. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Adam, uh, just to gauge your feelings here, I mean, this contest, Survivor, is impeccable. I mean, it really allows the better to feel what an athlete feels like. Dude, you're going through what I and uh, other people went through in terms of getting drafted to the National Football League. So sit on that. <laughs> Understand <laughs> that it could be life-changing for you in a matter of weeks. Yeah, that's good. I'm also not getting hit or tackled, so at least there's that. <laughs> that's true. You know, that's kind true. of a separator for me. <laughs> right, right. You know, you're in the green room right now waiting for <laughs> yes. your name to get called. And we'll, we'll be rooting for you here as you're carrying the torch for and No pressure. And hopefully you can bring this thing home. He is Adam Berg, VEASAN Managing Editor, lasting member here in the Survivor, one of the 13 entries still left with his partner, Mark, over there with Spooky Express. Adam, good luck this weekend, and hopefully we'll talk to you in a few weeks, and it's a celebratory talk that you may be a one circle Survivor. I appreciate it, guys. If I do, Omaha Steaks for all. There we go. <laughs> right on. Right on. There we go. Tweet at him, too. And maybe the Omaha Steaks for people who are watching and listening right now. A lot uh, that, that's a lot of money and a lot of meat as well. But he might be able to afford it with $9 million. All right. We'll talk some Week 15 Saturday slate on the other side. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free 
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSN, the sports betting network. In the NBA, the game can change in an instant, but no matter how the action unfolds, you know DraftKings Sportsbook has your back. This week, new customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting 5 bucks on basketball. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VSIN. The crown is yours. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line on a Football Friday, presented by DraftKings. Femi Abebefe, Mike Palm, Mike Pritchard here. Thank you to Adam Burke, who joined us in the last segment, VEASAN Managing Editor. One of the 13 remaining entries in the Circus Survivor Contest started with 9,267, now down to 13, uh, just under $713,000, the implied probability of each entry and uh, we were talking a little bit about the contest during the break here but just kind of your guys reaction to Adam's thoughts and what their his strategy is and everything and like what you guys would do if you were presented in this situation being one of the 13 entries still alive I mean like like we said this mm-hmm. is big time money that's yeah. at stake here it's like NFL signing bonus money at stake and like they're right there in the thick of it with five picks left to go I mean, it would probably obsess my life at this point, right? That's I mean, it would be all you yeah. can think about. How can you think about anything out? else? You're just thinking about it. And these guys are dealing with all, like he said, this is this new phase this year that I don't think was really that prevalent, selling percentages of your tickets. Yeah. Because that's the way to monetize where you don't have to have 300000 to be able to make an edge bet, right? Or right. Or a couple hundred thousand. Five of the 13 have lines of credit now with us. Okay. That we've given them. So if they want to hedge with us, an additional one has wired in money. So they're sitting in good positions if they want to. But it's, you know, selling off that piece of the ticket doesn't require me to have any money to lock up uh, some monetization on this. Right. So I think that's become the trend. Um, but how thrilling this is. Oh, Rich makes a good point about it allows a lot of guys the feeling that he had and, and, and all those emotions that, that would never get to experience otherwise for a thousand dollar entry. Yeah. I mean, both contests that you guys have, I mean, it's incredible. Like the, cause you know, just interviewing people that's yeah. involved in these contests and uh, the feelings that they have. It, I mean, it reminds me of my situation. I mean, I was fortunate enough to have five signing bonuses, mm. right? So mm. if you're asking me what I would do, the prestige of winning survivor, uh, the prestige of, of being the, the, the sole winner of this thing, I mean, that, that's a pretty nice trophy. So you, you wouldn't right? chop? I wouldn't chop. But I also would have the security. I mean, there's, yeah. there's people, you know, that don't have the security. And you're thinking about 700 grand. Give me 700 grand, right? Yeah. But that's the whole intrigue of this contest. And, and that's what, uh, when you get to this point of it, uh, it, it it's really riveting to me to see what people are going to do about this thing. Yeah. It's like, like Adam said as well, too, in the last segment, it's like everyone's kind of in different spots here like financially or whatever like and it's all comes down to like risk tolerance as well like like, what are you willing to risk and if you are a big money person that's willing like to bet a lot of money then maybe this isn't 
like quote unquote life changing to you, which sounds kind of crazy when you talk about nine million dollars. But for some people, it might not yeah. be. Well, but for some others, it could be wow. Like I usually bet fifty dollars a game, and somehow I have a chance to win nine million dollars. Right, but it's also changing for like say your family, like you yeah. know me being able to buy my parents a house or whatever, you know, or you set up whatever funds you want to, right? And I mean, it, it is life-changing for yourself, but it could be life-changing for other people in your family or whoever associates with you. I asked the ball when I was on primetime with uh, Patrick and Amal and Dustin on Wednesday, for you, Amal, if you were in and you had a 13 and this deal was on the table for 400 to save the 400, he said, I gotta tell you, Mike, he said 400,000 is really nice and it's significant, but it's not life-changing money. Nine million will be life-changing yep. money for most of these people. So you have to think of it from that perspective. Right. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Although four hundred thousand sounds really nice. <laughs> oh, so you work another couple of years, Timmy. That's all. You'll get there. <laughs> you know, eventually. Hey, maybe Sean Payton wins Coach of the Year, and then and then, and then, and then you'll never see, see me see anymore. Bo Bo Nix would have got you there. I asked him. I asked him yesterday, Pritch. Yeah. Once you saw the final ballot, right. do you feel better knowing he was never going to win it? And he goes, "Oh, he was. He was. Look at Penix's votes." We, we, we don't need to relitigate that. <laughs> I, do. I think we should spend more time on Bo Nix. Let's, let's, let's not. Are we going to hit any let's, other games? I was going to say, let's spend time on these Saturday games. Let's do it. Let's spend time. It's a, kudos okay. to yeah. the NFL. Uh, yeah. Fantastic slate. Yeah. All of them playoff <laughs> implications. And we'll start in Cincinnati where the Bengals are three-point favorites. We actually now ticked the three-and-a-half at DraftKings, three-and-a-half even money. Mm. Total sitting at 40-and-a-half as they host the Minnesota Vikings. It'll be Nick Mullen starting for Minnesota after Dobbs has been benched. Are you guys rolling with Jay Browning in this Browning trade? Last couple performances performances have been really good in relief of Joe Burrow, obviously. It seems like that'd be a buy-high spot on, on, on yeah. Cincinnati. It feels like it. I, I'm interested in this, how this, what Flores is doing with this Minnesota defense. Oh, because boy. he's bringing up all these safeties into the mm -hmm. run game, and they, they're doing the, you know, they blitz, but they don't just blitz traditionally. They've got all these exotic packages. I think they're the real deal. And so I think this might be a little too far, this three and a half. Yeah. And I'd be tempted to take the points here more than I would be to lay it. I know he's played good for two weeks, right? But now you're paying the premium on that. What helps, too, though, Cincinnati is Zach Taylor uh, is getting to be more balanced with his attack and play calling. I mean, with Burrow out there, you're going to skew it towards the pass. Uh, he, but the league will catch up to you quickly, especially a backup quarterback. I, I love the fact that Taylor was understanding the cast of characters around. Browning was going to be okay. It was going to help him out. And it has uh, but three and a half, that hook, man, it's just staring me in the face not to lay it uh, because you're right about Minnesota. Uh, the zone blitzing concepts that, that Flores is employing, uh, that can confuse a veteran, let alone a, a young player like this. So uh, be careful with this one. I mean, I, I, I get it. It's three and a half. That, that one's a tough one. But the Minnesota's defense, they are, they are, they are the real deal. I mean, Flores could be a head coach again if, if the league allows that to happen. Probably should be based yeah. on what he's been able to do. I mean, he's put duct tape together. Yeah. If the if league allows. The league. If those yeah, owners listen to what, listen yeah. to what. There's Mike a lawsuit Richards out there. Said. There's a lawsuit the out there. The statute of limitations. Yeah. I don't know. There's <laughs> a lawsuit out there. Um, yeah, it's still pending, right? I, mean, I think you know, so. We'll have to look into that here. Uh, but no, I, I agree. I, I took the three and a half when it was minus 110. I thought that mm. the Vikings, it feels like a field goal game either way for me to where yeah. it's like, I don't, I would not want to lay Browning having to win by margin in this game. And also, I respect what Kevin O'Connell is able to do as well from a game-planning standpoint. Justin Jefferson, he's back and healthy in this game. I think this Cincinnati defense, while they played well last week against the Colts, I think that you can find some holes in that defense because other offenses have had success against the Bengals on that side of the no. ball. So. You know what I think I've learned the most about the Bengals through this year 
Is it this this T Higgins is really good? Oh, he's he is, really good. He's, he's, he's a heck he's, of a player. Contract he, year his, two. Him, his going out hurt them to me almost as much as Burrow. Yeah. Right. I yeah. mean, it really affected their offense when he wasn't. Right. I mean, a team that wants to be eleven personnel like that, <laughs> um, it does affect you. It can affect you. It'll break you down, especially if you're the backup is nowhere near the caliber of player. Uh, and that's what I look for. Like a lot of people would look for quarterback to make a difference, but. You know, if you have a backup and you can run the same scheme, you're not going to lose too much. You're okay. But if you are the Chargers, you know, and you can't do anything, then you stink, right? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of teams that can't do anything, and uh, they got exposed this year. Yeah, and then you get the coach fired. Yep. Uh, let's get <laughs> to right. the afternoon game here. The Steelers at the Colts. Our producer, Elliot's Colts, hashtag for the shoe. Now down to a one-and-a-half-point favorite. T.J. Watt, Alex Highsmith, those two Steelers edge rushers. Both guys cleared concussion protocol, so they're good to go in this game. Totals at 42-and-a-half. This, to me, feels like a playoff game. Like, the losers in a world it's of an elimination game, It feels though. like an yeah. elimination game, which I can't wait to watch it because the stakes are going to be high. Yeah, because these teams behind them, well, they're all 7-6 and six in the AFC, yep. but these are like two, you would say, maybe both of these fall out of the playoffs, right? And Buffalo advance, Denver comes in and that. Let's hope so. I, I, I'm passing on this Sorry, game Elliot. because I don't know what to make of the Steelers right now yeah. after losing to two, two, two and ten teams at home. Um, you know what you're going to get with the Colts. Mm -hmm. You know Minshew's going to take chances. He's going to make plays. He's going to give the other teams opportunities as well. I'm not sure where I'm at with the Steelers' offense, and for that reason, I can't make a play. Yeah, I can't make a play either game. I, I would stay away from, even from a teaser standpoint. Yeah, couldn't really? get there. No, no, no. That would have been my question. Is like, is yeah. this a solid teaser, like getting I, Steelers up more than a touchdown? I mean, the, the thing about that is, you know, there's no identity offensively for the Steelers. Um, and it doesn't matter if Pickens was, not Pickens, but Pickett was playing. Um, there's still no identity there. Uh, you know, this is a team that just can't score. Uh, consistently, and so with Trubisky in there, he's prone to make a ton of mistakes. Uh, Gus Bradley knows that. He's going to make the quarterback panic. That's the trademark for Gus and his defense. So uh, there could be a, a ton of turnovers in this one, yeah. uh, considering that's if the Steelers uh, understand that this is a playoff game for them and, and, and they, they're not conservative. Now, I think the Steelers have a tendency of being highly conservative, which also makes me stay away from this game. But doesn't this sort of feel like a Tomlin spot, though? coming off extra rest, they've been embarrassed back-to-back -back weeks, losing to two win teams at home, and now here they go on the road. Nobody's really given them a chance to make the playoffs. Oh, the Steelers blew it. Yeah. Like, isn't this when Tomlin usually gets the best out of his guys? You would think. I mean, last year got him to a winning record, right? Mm -hmm. he avoided the losing record situation, but it, it seems a little shaky, though. It seems unstable in terms of, okay, last year you went through this, now you're going through it again, maybe perhaps a collapse as opposed to getting hot uh, and avoiding that losing season. I mean, it's, I think it's going to be a fascinating game. Like you said, like the loser of this game, I don't know if you're all the way done, but you're in a world of hurt. Yeah. Dropping to seven I do. losses. I think you're you, out. You think you're I draw out. a line through the loser. Draw a line through the loser. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a high stakes I'm also high on the Broncos. So Same. I think the Broncos will be over one of them, and the Browns probably in. We'll, so. we'll talk about that Denver game coming up to yeah. start hour number two. The Broncos are in the Motor City to take on the Detroit mm -hmm. Lions. We'll also get to America's Game of the Week, my Cowboys at the Buffalo Bills. Can't wait to discuss mm -hmm. that and get your guys' thoughts on that game. Coming up next to start hour number two here on the Lombardi Line. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 